good morning. Don't mind me while I get my stuff out here. It's good to be here with you today. It's good to have this opportunity to spend time with you in God's Word as we continue with our series. Again, looking at the book of Ruth, a drama of redemption, a story of unexpected grace. Before we get into chapter 2, will you pray with me? Lord God, we give thanks to you for this opportunity to come together today. Lord, it's through the darkness, the darkness of our lives, that your loving kindness is able to shine brightly. And so remind us here today that the work, the good work of Jesus is finished. The end is written. And as for Jesus... He is our living hope. In Jesus' name we pray and all of God's people said, amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, please keep them open to Ruth chapter 2, Act 2. That's how Ruth reads, like a four-part drama. Again, a drama of redemption, a story, a true story of redeeming grace. And we see that unfold more and more, especially as we enter into chapter 2 here today. Now, to fully appreciate what's going on, we need to remind ourselves of the context of this story. If you glance back at Ruth chapter 1, it says, In the days that the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. And so these were dark Days. They were difficult days. They were dangerous days. At the end of Judges, the last thing we are told is that everyone did what was right in their own eyes, which unfortunately was not always what was right in the eyes of God. And so this is where Ruth and Naomi find themselves living, as they themselves have experienced darkness as they themselves are dealing with difficulty, both widowed, both heading back to to Bethlehem, home for Naomi, but a foreign place for Ruth. And so we come to chapter 2, verse 1, where it says, Now Naomi had a relative, her husband, whose name was Boaz. This verse is meant to, to grab our attention as it introduces us to Boaz. Someone who comes a very important part of the story. A very important person in the lives of Ruth and Naomi. But there's more going on in the life of Boaz. And so just hold on to that for a moment. We also need to be reminded of what we know to be true of Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. Meaning she grew up not believing in the God of Israel. She did not grow up believing in the one true God, but she marries into Naomi's family. She, like her mother-in-law, is widowed. She becomes, through Naomi, through her family, a believer in the true God. But she is a foreigner, and so she finds herself in a very extra difficult and dangerous place as she returns to Bethlehem with Naomi. But Remember the words of Ruth in chapter 1, verses 16 to 17. But Ruth says to Naomi, Do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will go. And where you lodge, 
I will lodge. Your people shall be my people. And here's the most important statement. And your God will be my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. May the Lord, may Yahweh do to me, and more also, if anything but death parts me from you. There's a word for this. Anybody want to guess what that word might be? The word is faithfulness. And that is what we see on display in Ruth chapter 2. We see faithfulness on display in how Ruth is faithful to Naomi. We see faithfulness on display as Ruth begins to step into this new faith as a new believer. We see it in the very next verse. Ruth 2, chapter 2, verse 2. Let me go, Ruth says, to the field and glean. To glean among the ears of the grain after him in whose sight I shall find favor. There's a couple important things going on in this verse. The first, again, is the gleaning. Gleaning consisted of walking around the edges of the field and finding the grain that was left and picking it up. It's something that God, in his law, in his word, put into place to be able to care for the poor, the widow, the sojourner, all of which is true of Ruth. It was a way for them not to necessarily advance their position in life, but it was a way for them to survive. And so those requirements are captured in Leviticus 19 and Deuteronomy 24. And so the fact that Ruth is going into the field to glean means she is starting to put into practice the ways of the Lord. Another thing that is taking place here that I don't want you to miss is what Ruth is looking for. She's in search of favor. Now that word, favor, uh, it means an act of, of kindness that goes beyond what is expected. It's what Marty was talking about in the children's message. Again, we see this on display in Ruth chapter 2. But she doesn't know yet who is going to show her this favor, this unexpected kindness. And so we again are looking for the him. Will it be Boaz? Will it be someone even greater? In Ruth chapter 2, verse 3, it says, So she went out, and she went and gleaned in the field after the reapers, and she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. Now, I was trying to, to think how to explain to you the phrase that's being used here, and the word that the author chooses to use for happen. You see, what the author is doing in writing Ruth, and in this verse, it's as if he is winking at us. She happened, right, to come to the field belonging to Boaz. The reader, in a creative sort of way, wants us to know that this is not luck. This is not just some coincidence. This is not some chance happening. God is very much at work in this. In fact, what we come to see is that God is at work in and through, guess who? Boaz. 
What you see on the screen is the way that Boaz greets his workers, and it tells us something about him. He greets his workers, the Lord be with you, and his workers, the reapers respond, the Lord bless you. It was a typical greeting and blessing. In fact, it's even used to this day. But that greeting, the Lord be with you, it connects us back to the very covenant promise of God. A promise that is echoed through the passages of Scripture. God's promise saying, I want to be God to you and with you and for you. Boaz believes in this promise of God. He trusts in this promise of God. And what we come to see next is that Naomi and Ruth, whether they can see it in this moment or not, God is with them. God is showing favor to them. And that favor is an act of God's grace. He's doing it, though, in and through Boaz. And so what we come to see in this next section now, if you have your Bibles, uh, looking again around verse 8, Boaz then speaks to Ruth. And what we begin to see is that Boaz is providing for her not just food and water and protection, but he is also going beyond. He's offering favor. He is offering grace. He is offering unconditional love. This act of kindness that goes above and beyond. And then, Boaz shares these words in Ruth 2, 12 to 13. He says this to Ruth. These words are both a blessing and a prayer. The Lord repay you for what you have done. And a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. When we read chapter 2, Boaz begins to ask questions. He's heard people talk about Ruth and how she has come along with her mother-in-law, Naomi. Her story is being told. Boaz then goes to Ruth, and he learns a little bit more from her as he listens to the story. Boaz sees in Ruth that kindness the favor that she's looking for, she herself has been showing it to Naomi. And so Boaz in this moment goes above and beyond. He seeks this blessing upon Ruth and he prays. And in his words, they echo back. They echo back to God's provision. They echo back to when God had freed his people from slavery in Egypt, when God was for them a refuge. You see, Boaz is remembering the stories from the past of God's faithfulness, which allows him to trust God in the future. What I'm, I don't think Boaz realizes quite yet is that God is going to use him to be the answer to his own prayer. Have you ever found God doing that in your life? When you pray to God, you see a need and you pray to God, but then sometimes what God does is he uses us to become the answer as he works in us and through us. Now, the scene continues. Boaz, again, he, he steps out even more with care and compassion, showing favor. He invites Ruth to come and to have a meal with him and his workers. 
And not only does he invite them into this meal, but Boaz, the one in charge, the owner, the boss, the one who is meant to be served, he, in this scene, is serving Ruth. He serves her in this meal. He offers her food to eat. Sound familiar? You see, as we continue through the story of Ruth, we begin to see in Boaz glimpses of what is yet to come, one who is even greater. All of it coming from that little town of of Bethlehem, one who will be born to us, a Savior, Jesus, our Redeemer, who Scripture says comes not to be served but to serve and to offer his life as a ransom as a redeemer for many. And so this is the unfolding of what we begin to see here. And so Ruth returns to Naomi after Boaz allows her to to not only pick up just the, the few grain that have fallen, but he instructs his workers to pick and to provide more. She goes back with more than a, a week's gathering, and Naomi is amazed. We come to Ruth chapter 2, verse 20, which is probably the most important verse in chapter 2. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, may he be blessed by the Lord whose kindness, the Hebrew word is hased, that he has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, the man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. Now in chapter 3, we'll hear more about the importance of that word redeemer. But here I want us to not lose sight of that word hesed. Uh, Carolyn James in her book, Finding God in the Margins, writes, hesed, that Hebrew word, it is a power word in the Bible and the most important word in the book of Ruth. The challenge for the reader of the book of Ruth is that the English translations of hesed, they're too small. And they don't begin to convey either the power of hesed or its prominence in the story. You see, this word that is being used, we often just read past it. We fail to see in the English language the depth of this word. The author goes on in another book of hers titled The Gospel of Ruth. She explains, uh, in this word has said, it is a smorgasbord of words like kindness and mercy and loyalty and loving kindness, steadfast, unfailing, or just plain love. Words that certainly touch on what has said means, but by themselves don't begin to do justice to this powerful, richly laden word. As a result, we easily skim over references to said without realizing we have just stumbled over one of the most potent words in the Old Testament. said is the way that God intended for human beings to live together from the beginning. The love your neighbor as yourself brand of living, an active, selfless, sacrificial, caring for one another that goes against the grain of our fallen natures. We have said because God first has said us. We show this, this special kindness to others because God has shown this special kindness to us. You see, that's what Boaz is doing. 
God is working in and through Boaz. Boaz is showing the same unconditional, sacrificial, loving kindness that God shows to each and every one of us. Simply put, said is the gospel being lived out. And that is what's on display in Ruth chapter 2. And that gospel, that good news that's being lived out, that's exactly what happens to Ruth, to Naomi, even to Boaz. In the book Ruth for You, the author writes, God's quiet hand is always, always at work. And he's not just at work in the miraculous when the water flows from a rock. He is also at work as a desperate Moabite widow finds her way to the field of a generous redeemer named Boaz. You know the field that she just so happened, wink, right, to stumble upon? Whose hand is in all of this? It is the very hand of God. Now, as we bring this to a close, we need to remember Naomi. Let's not forget Naomi. Naomi, at the end of chapter 1 and the start of chapter 2, she is not in a good place. She is questioning whether God still loves her, whether God still cares for her. She is in the darkness of, of all of the things that have happened to her, the loss of life, her husband, her sons. Now being back in this place that was familiar, but for a time unfamiliar, not having any food, not having any way to provide for themselves. But when Ruth comes to her, Ruth who had received this hesed, this amazing kindness, she shares it with Naomi. And in Ruth 2 verse 22, she says, it is good. This is the change. This is the transformation that God in his love has on each of us. That he is able to take the things that work against us. The bad things, the difficult things, the hard things going on in life. And he is able to make good come from it. Listen to these words. We sang it in the song Again, living hope. Uh, we sang again uh, how it's through the darkness, through your loving kindness, that we're reminded of all that God has done. And then keep that in mind as we consider for a moment what we sang earlier in the song, Free Amen. Hope falling down like rain. Love that I can't explain. Peace that stills my soul. Light in the darkest place. Life even in the pain, it feels like coming home. And it's all the result of God's amazing, steadfast, unconditional kindness, love, grace, mercy, his has said for us. For Naomi, it was indeed coming home. Not just home to Bethlehem but back into the presence of God. And so let me end with these words. These are New Testament words. They come from Titus chapter 3, verses 4 to 7. Uh, this was my reading of the day a few days ago, and when I read it, I was like, thank you, Jesus. 
Um, it was kind of that wink again, like, because I was like, how do I bring this to a close? How do I bring this message to a place to help us see what this means in our lives? And it's these words. And so let me share them with you. From Titus 3, 4 to 7, but when the what? The goodness and, there it is, the loving kindness, the hesed of God, our Savior, appeared. He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, when he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Redeemer, so that being justified by his grace... We might become heirs, family, according to the hope of the eternal life. Hope falling down like rain. Love that I can't explain. Peace that stills my soul. Light in the darkest place. Life even in the pain. Dear friends in Christ, today, may it feel like coming home. To him be praise, glory, and honor in all of God's people said. Amen. <laughs>